0: Welcome in to another episode of the Bet the Nerds Fantasy Show. Will and Aaron here today, and the season is starting Thursday night. We're recording this on Wednesday. The season will be starting a few hours after you guys listen to this episode. Uh, On today's pod, we will be covering recent news, um, every matchup this week on the docket. So that'll be fun, and we're going to go through some of the injuries and we're going to have our start to the week. Guys who are maybe in your flex spot or fringe of starting that you should definitely put in your lineup and lock them in. But let's get right into the news. So with first piece of news, we have some more extensions on the line. Browns and Kareem Hunt sign a two-year extension. So uh, he will be with the team through 2022. Uh, this solidifies their backfield. What do you think about it?
1: Well, this is only news to me, not because like I him now suddenly understanding they believe in him, because I knew they believed in him the whole time, but I thought there was a possibility he might get traded before the season, just because they already have Nick Chubb, and it's weird to carry two amazing running backs like yeah. that, but the fact they gave him the extension means they want to have him around, they're probably not going to trade him now, so I think Kareem Hunt is going to have a very real role in this offense, so if you were doubting his job security or like his, where he's going to play this should quell all those doubts yeah i think i agree with you i had some of those
0: concerns about a trade uh happening i also think that this is kevin Savansky saying like, like we have all these shiny pieces at receiver but we're a run first team like we all hope they would be because of how good their two running backs are uh yeah i hope that that solidifies that theory let's move on to the second piece of news The Cardinals make DeAndre Hopkins the highest-paid non-quarterback of all time with a two-year, $54 million extension through 2022. And um, this is like – some teams just do it the right way. And the Cardinals are one of those teams right now. After making a great trade for DeAndre Hopkins, it's easier when you have your best – or your quarterback on a rookie deal because you can pay other positions, which is the case in Arizona. But they paid the right guy the money that he deserved.
1: So – What's interesting about this is, this is a massive deal, and Hopkins negotiated it himself, which it doesn't mean much to a lot of people. But that's a very big thing because throughout the NFL's history, there's been a long, uh, a standing issue of uh, agents that have mistreated players, and so you're seeing more and more players negotiating their own contracts. It's kind of started with Richard Sherman. He's been a very big voice for that. Yeah. So I, be, I bet you after this happened and Richard Sherman saw that he negotiated himself, he's probably coming back at Mike Florio again on Twitter. <laughs> uh,
0: okay, third piece of news. Like, we focus on offense here at, Fantas- at the Bet at the Nerds Fantasy Show because when you play defenses, you only play like that team defense. So, But two big contract extensions for two uh, huge name cornerbacks, Sardavius White and Jalen Ramsey, get their bags. Uh, this doesn't really affect fantasy football much, but just... I want to shout out those two guys because they really earned it. Two of the best in the game.
1: Yeah, always great to see when players get their extensions without a bunch of haggling and fuss. Reporters are always trying to bait Jalen Ramsey into questions about his contract. And he's like, it's going to work out and good for him.
0: Yeah, I think we saw on Hard Knocks, like he had to be forced. Like they held him yeah. back. He's on Zoom. Like he can fight them over Zoom or whatever. But he, he has to be held back from coming at the uh, – uh, people who are interviewing him because they're just asking him every single question about his extension. He's like, my agent will handle it. My agent will handle it. He said,
1: like, I want to talk about yeah, football. Yeah, he wants to talk and, about football. Like, he doesn't need to say anything else.
0: Yeah, and he got it worked so. out just like he said he would. And I'm even though uh, the, the Rams maybe me give a little bit too much for him in the trade, I'm happy for Jalen Ramsey, the player. Yeah, All right, let's move on to the matchups. Starting with tonight's game, because this will be coming out on Thursday, Texans at Chiefs, a rematch of the... AFC Championship, where the Texans gave up 51 straight points to the Chiefs. The Chiefs are favored by 9 points, and the line of 54 and a half. huge line. This is, should be a very high-scoring game. So when we're going to do these starter sits, basically go through the matchups, obviously you're going to start Patrick Mahomes regardless of who they're playing. Same thing with Clyde Edwards-Slayer, Travis Kelsey. So we're not going to go through those guys. We'll mention them once or twice. But we're mostly going to focus on the guys who are on the fringe, who you might want to put in your lineup, or you're questioning it. So a few guys in this matchup. I know we don't we don't need to talk about Travis Kelsey. He did um, he was struggling with an injury earlier in the week. He missed the first practice, but I think he'll be in, in for Thursday night. He lost the questionable tag, and he's not on the injury report. So, you, so Travis Kelsey is a full go. Some other pieces on the Chiefs. I don't think you can start McCall Hardman yet or Sammy Watkins, but what do you think about those two guys?
1: Uh, definitely not for Watkins, but for Hardman, if you're in a very deep league, he's an option just because the game is a very high total. And in general, when it comes to, like, fringe players, you want to target the guys that are in games with high totals because there's more touchdown upside. So I think there's a decent chance that Hardman gets a touchdown in this game, which would make him a a viable play. But I think... If you, if you drafted well enough, you shouldn't need to play in week one. Yeah,
0: and then on the other side of the ball, Deshaun Watson's a must start. But let's move to the wide receiver position because there are two two or three guys who you might want to start in your lineup. Will Fuller, Brandon Cooks, they could definitely have some options, but there was some hiccup with Cooks on the injury report. He did not practice Tuesday. I think he might miss this game with, he, with a quadricep injury. He's listed questionable for the contest. If he misses, I think you can be very confident in starting Will Fuller.
1: Yeah, I think even if Cooks plays, you're starting Will Fuller. When Will Fuller is on the field and he's healthy, especially in a plus matchup like this, he's almost just always a must-start. He's wide receiver, too. The issue for him is always health, but while he's healthy, you take advantage and play. Agreed. Um, if Cooks is out, I still you're not playing Kenny Stills, and you're not playing Randall Cobb. Yeah. So, Fuller's the only guy I would target in their passing game, and you're not playing any of the Texans' tight ends there because there's like a million of them. Yeah,
0: and then... David Johnson's fine. He's probably your second running back. You probably drafted him that high. So you're probably forced to play him. This could be a tough matchup just because they're probably going to be trailing. But I think Bill O'Brien wants to use him in the passing game, although Duke Johnson is the primary third down back. David Johnson should see three to four targets, and you'll be happy with what you get from David Johnson this game, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think if you had David Johnson starting him, and then one more thing about Clyde edwards helaire because we brought him up briefly, and you're, you're definitely starting him. But... If he doesn't get a full workload this week, and your your own like he's your top running back, don't panic. Like, don't just immediately trade him. Temper your expectations a little bit. He's gonna become the lead workhorse yeah. in this offense, even if it doesn't happen week one. So just temper ex- your expectations a little bit on Clyde. Yeah.
0: All right. So that's the Thursday night game. Do you want to make a pick real quick for the Thursday night game? I guess it's pretty easy on this one.
1: Yeah, for like in terms of straight up and picking the Chiefs, the spread is nine which the the spread on Chief games are always hilarious because they're either going to win by 3, lose by 3, or win by 15. So whether the spread was like 8 or 10, it almost doesn't even make a difference. So if you think it blows out, take take Chiefs 9.5. If you think it's close, or minus 9. If you think it's close, take Texans. It's, it's that simple. Yeah. All
0: right, moving on to Sunday morning. Your Jets in Buffalo. Oh Luckily, there's no Bills Mafia to get in Sam Darnold's head. Maybe the ghost of the Bills Mafia will be there to get in Sam Darnold's head. Um, Bills are favored by six and a half. And there's some pieces. I think Josh Allen is a must start. I think that he's probably going to be a top five play for quarterbacks uh, in this game. Against that Jets defense that. Lost C.J. Mosley. And, like, yeah, I think you can start Josh Allen. I think you're fine starting Devin Singletary. In a pinch, if he if you don't have another great option, I think that he will get twelve to fifteen carries, maybe 16-17 touches, and you'll be fine with that. He's still a talented guy. Although we see that he that this will be committee like later on in the year, I think that you can still rely on Devin Singletary in this matchup. I know I have him in one or two lineups um, for the wide receivers. Can you play Stephon Diggs? You're probably playing Stephon Diggs in the flex spot in this. You, you probably year. have
1: to if you drafted him as a wide receiver two or three. So, yeah, and this
0: isn't the worst matchup nice. for Stephon Diggs. I think you'll you'll be fine with him. Uh, it depends if the Bills get out to a lead early, or their defense is making some plays. It might be tough for you to get uh, output from Stephon Diggs. But if it's a closer game than we expect it to be, Stephon Diggs will definitely be involved. Any Dawson Knox love here? No, okay. Absolutely okay. Not. Um, is there anyone else in the Bills that we, you can, uh, consider playing?
1: Well, the thing about this game is the, the over-under totaling is very low. Yeah, let me get that up uh, real quick. I think it's like thirty eight and a half and a half or something like It was like ridiculously low. I'm not sure it's going to be that low scoring. I'm leaning on the over, but it's going to be an overall pretty it's low scoring It's 39, which is the, the lowest game. of the week. Yeah. So, there's the touchdown upside for a lot of the players is lower than it would be in other matchups, which is definitely concerning. I still think Josh Allen's a good play just because the rushing floor, I still think he's going to be responsible for whatever touchdowns the Bills get. But in terms of like the ancillary pieces, like Jameson Crowder, uh, John Brown, I just it, it's really tough to play those kinds of players in this matchup because the upside is so capped by the, the low over-under total. Yeah,
0: I mean... The Jets are dealing with some injuries. Perryman and Mims are both questionable. I don't know if they're going to get full workloads, even if they are in. Jamison Crowder's playing. But Chris Herndon could have a little... Like, he could could get targets. I mean, Sam Donald has to throw the ball somewhere, and he likes Chris Herndon as a target. I wouldn't play him as my first option, but it's not the worst thing if you're pressed to tight end.
1: Yeah, I, I love Chris Herndon as a player, as a talent. The matchup is definitely pretty tough for him. But I will say, in, if you're playing him in DFS, the price is pretty yeah. good. But otherwise, I don't think you need to play him in season long because you're not drafting him as your number one tight end.
0: All right, well, this is a very good matchup as we move along. Seahawks in Atlanta. Seahawks are favored by 1.5, and the over-under is 48.5. I think this might be an over game as well. I think this game is probably going to shoot out. Shoot out. Yeah. Um. We love Matt Ryan. We love Russell Wilson. We've talked about it a little earlier in the DFS segment. Put those guys in your lineup. Lock it in. Um, Chris Carson, lock him in too I think that he will have a lot of work Because it'll be a competitive game Um, I mean, I don't think there's many guys who I'm sitting Like if I have DK Metcalf, if I have Tyler Lockett I'm playing both of them If I have uh, Todd Gurley, even though I don't love Todd Gurley I'm probably playing him, they need to use him Calvin Ridley's definitely in Julio Jones, definitely in Is there anybody else in this game? Like Out of those guys, there's no one you want to bench You want every part of this game, for sure
1: yeah, if you have Julio Jones, Calvert Ridley, starting them. If you have Lockett and Metcalf, you're almost certainly starting them, too. Carson Gurley starts. The The Seahawks' defensive line might be the worst in the entire NFL, which is great for Gurley. However, the addition of Jamal Adams, he is the best run defender in the NFL, so that's definitely scary. But I think the touchdown upside and the floor for Gurley means he's you're starting him, especially because he's healthy right now. The... My the, my only avoid for this game is Hayden Hurst, just because you're going to see Jamal Adams on him a lot. Adams is one of the best cover-strong safeties in the NFL. He lines up on tight ends a lot, neutralizes them all the time. The Seahawks brought him in to take away George Kittle, because Kittle just totally destroys the Seahawks every time they play them, but he's going to be just all over Hayden Hurst all game. I'm not trusting that matchup. The Seahawks were bad against tight ends last year, so Hurst is going to be pretty popular this week, but... I'm off. Yeah,
0: and then you're not going to start Greg Olson or whoever's going to start for the maybe some Will Disley love, but you're not going to start that position. Oh um, but, yes, other than the tight ends, start all your Seahawks and Falcons. Let's move on. Absolutely. Bears at Lions. This is a very gross game um, for the most part. Lions are projected to win, but our Lions have the line by negative three, and the over-under is 43-and-a-half. You're playing Galladay. I think you and I talked. I'm a little nervous about it just because, like, the upside could be capped with that low over-under, but the matchup isn't terrible. Kyle Fuller's not going to, like, shut him down completely. He's not a bad cornerback, but but he is shorter than Galladay by a a good amount. I'm honestly kind of okay with Marvin Jones. Like, if you're, like... If you tell me Marvin Jones end this game, ends this game with a touchdown and, Mar- and Gallaudet doesn't, then I wouldn't be too surprised. Like if Marvin Jones gets a touchdown in this game, you're going to be happy with what he gives you.
1: Yeah, coming into the year, I was a little bit concerned the Lions would be a more run-heavy team, but now they have DeAndre Swift who's like injured. They have Carryon Johnson who is who knows what he is right now. They signed Adrian Peterson, which is totally gross. I'm mad about that because I was pretty excited about Swift. So, I'm off on the Lions, like, rushing attack. I think they're they're going to be pretty pass-heavy, which is great to see. And the Bears, as great as their defense is, they're pretty weak at the corner position. Um, I assume Fuller's going to be on Galladay a lot. Their second corner, I believe, is their second-round draft pick, Jalen yeah. Johnson, out of Utah, because he lost to Mukumara to, I believe, the Raiders. He, he got caught from the Raiders,
0: run. but he's not on the Bears anymore.
1: Got it. So, they, no more Mukumara. Yeah. So Bears corners, as good as their safeties and linebackers and D-line is, that is a weakness that Detroit can exploit with their big matchup receivers. So that's good. You're not playing any Lions running backs. You're not playing any Bears running backs. You can maybe play Tariq Cohen if you need a flex option. And you're not playing any Bears quarterbacks. And then Alan Robinson must start, like, always. Yeah, I
0: mean, they, okay, based off the line and the over-under, they're spotting the lines about 23 points. So those are probably both be throwing touchdowns. And, like, one can go to Jones, one can go to Galladay. I'm fine. Like, if you're telling me Jones or, like, you're playing Stephon Diggs, it's pretty close to me. Like, I might play yep. Jones over Stephon Diggs if I need to. Um I think that you have a lot more upside with Jones because I think the touchdown is the touchdown upside is definitely bigger there. Um, yeah, the Adrian Peterson thing just doesn't make sense to me. I sometimes question Matt Patricia. Like he said, Adrian Peterson is going to have a huge role in this offense. He's the third tal- most talented back on the team. on Johnson as the backup is still worlds better than Adrian Peterson. I, I just don't understand. Like you might see Adrian Peterson lead this team in rushes this game it just is so unprecedented and they're like, I don't understand why coaches like Matt Patricia, who does this all the time, put a less talented player on the field. Yeah. Anyways, I don't need to rant about that anymore, but it's basically the Mike Davis effect. Let's move on to (laughs) um, Packers Vikings in Minnesota. Vikings are surprisingly favored in this matchup by two and a half over under 45, probably be a pretty competitive game between two division rivals. Um, Vikings definitely have a weaker defense than in years past so I think that you're definitely playing Devonte Adams definitely playing Aaron Jones Alan Lazard maybe a slight shout here if you need um to pin like if you need a wide receiver and a pinch I don't hate that play Aaron Rodgers is fine as well if you took a waiver quarterback what do you think about Lazard
1: it's as one of the better matchups he's gonna get this year but week one everyone has a healthy team. There's no way you're drafting Alan Lazard to be a starter for week one. So, unless you have, like, I don't know what injuries have been. Like Cooks. If Cooks doesn't play. Yeah. I don't think you need to play Lazard. In DFS, he's fine as a a sleeper target. I think this game actually has pretty sleeper shootout potential. Really? Uh, The Vikings are viewed as this defensive juggernaut. The Packers are viewed as this, like, slow run-heavy team. The Vikings' corners are very weak. They're, there's Vikings are still good on the D-line. They're still good at linebacker. They're still good at safety. But Devontae Adams is going to exploit these corners all day long. Um, and Aaron Jones is still going to be productive. The run game is still good. And the Packers defense, there's just not much star power. And the Vikings still have Dalvin Cook in that really strong run game. So it's going to be a pretty run-heavy game for the Vikings. So I'm not really excited about Adam Thielen. He also gets, I think you have to start him if you have Do him. you think Jair
0: Alexander shadows him into the slot?
1: I would assume Okay, so, so that's a there's, tough
0: matchup for Thielen then.
1: Right, and there's no way the Packers need to put Jair on Justin Jefferson for week Right, one, I just didn't so. know
0: if he was going to follow him. Because Thielen does line up in the slot a lot. Um, but if Jair is going to follow him into the slot, it'll be a tough week for Thielen. I mean, Thielen will see a lot of those corner matchups. He's by far the best receiver on this team. So... The shadow corners will definitely be following Thielen. This is definitely one of the tougher matchups he will see this year. Um, I think Cook's a must-start. I think you'd probably have to start Thielen based off where you drafted him. Kyle Rudolph, yeah. like again, honestly, Irv Smith could be the starter here and you don't you don't even know. So it's tough to start Rudolph too. Uh I think outside of Cook and Thielen, you can't really start anybody on the Viking
1: side. I will say if I knew. That either Herb Smith and or Kyle Rudolph would get the majority of the snaps. I would like them just because the Packers middle of the field defense, like Darnell Savage, is decent as a safety, but their linebackers are not good cover players. Yeah. Thankfully, they got rid of Blake Martinez, who couldn't cover a sixth grade tight end. But <laughs> I still don't think it's any be much better this. I year. just love how the
0: Giants keep overplaying overpaying players like this. Like Nate Solder and now Blake Martinez. It's just funny. Yeah. Um, all right. I think that's enough for that game. Kind of gross. But let's move on to uh, Dolphins at Patriots. Patriots are um, favored by 6.5. We didn't do picks for the last five games, so that's fine. Um, Patriots are favored by 6.5. I think the Dolphins might be able to cover this line. Uh, they're, like Last time they played, Dolphins won. I think the Patriots will win this game, but I think the Dolphins could definitely cover. Uh... Let's go through some of these guys here. the The Patriots cut Mohamed Sanu, so they're pretty thin at wide receiver. I mean, you're not you're not going to start Nikhil Harry. You're not going to start Demir Bird. You can start Julian Edelman. I think that's fine. Yeah. I I definitely think that's okay. Uh, James White I think is in your lineup with all their questions at running back. I think James White has a pretty locked in workload. He'll probably get six to like at least six targets and maybe ten carries. Like I think, and he he's pretty valuable with those touches. My start of the week at quarterback is Cam Newton. I think this will be a pretty close game. The over/under isn't too too high, but if, if the Patriots want to win this game by the line, which is six and a half, it's going to be on Cam Newton's shoulder, but more importantly, his legs. Like in fantasy, when you have a quarterback who can rush for thirty to forty yards a game, you're set. Like that rushing basis is really good for Cam Newton.
1: Yeah, I think Cam's a good play this week. And as gross as it sounds, I think. I think you can start Sony Michel this week, which I never thought I would say going into week one. I thought Damien Harris would be a vulture, but he's now injured. They cut Lamar Miller, so he's gone now. It seems like Sonny Michel is just the guy in this back, at least for the start of the season. And it's a plus matchup. The Dolphins, their corners are good. Xavier Howard's good, and they signed Byron Jones too. So it could be a more run-heavy game script for the New England Patriots which would be good for Michelle and they like to use him in the red zone so maybe you get like 20 carries 80 yards two touchdowns for Michelle and if that's the case he's a great start okay
0: well asking for a friend Marlon Mack or Sonny Michelle
1: I think Sonny Michelle
0: really okay I had Marlon Mack in my lineup it it, like it just it's tough like just not the decision I want to be making week one, but yeah. Um, on the Dolphins side, Preston Williams and uh, Devontae Parker are questionable. We know Devontae Parker was fine against Stephon Gilmore last year, especially in the last game of the season. But it's tough to start Devontae Parker right off the bat. You want to? You probably draft him as your wide receiver two or fringe flex. This is a tough matchup. What do you think? Can you start Devontae Parker?
1: Uh, I'm I'm really scared of starting these Dolphins receivers, especially in a... do not I I don't I don't know what the matchup's gonna look like, but you have Gilmore and you have uh, J C Jackson, yeah. who's also just a rising like the Patriots secondary. They've had a lot of, of opt outs on the rest of their team. Their secondary is still loaded, and I know Fitzpatrick is a pass happy dude, and even if Parker and Preston Williams get locked down for most of the game, they can still have one like forty yard catch that's like makes their day solid. It's just a tough matchup. I don't think the Dolphins are going to be running the ball a lot because their run game is pretty poor. Yeah. But the run game is the Patriots' weakness. So
0: I, You just have to know who to start, though. Like They haven't been very clear yeah, about who's going to get the valuable touches between Breda and Howard. I think Howard should, but like it's just very unclear.
1: Yeah. It's, just, it's a weird mismatch of styles between the two teams. I don't know what kind of game plan the Dolphins are going to employ. So... At least for week one, I don't think you ever really need to start any of these Dolphins players. Maybe you drafted Devontae Parker as a starter, so you have to put him in. I don't think it's the worst thing. But at least for me, any Dolphins players I have, I'm kind of employing a wait-and-see approach.
0: Yeah, all right, let's move on to the next game. Uh, Eagles against against the Washington football team. Eagles are favored by 5.5, and and the over-under is 42.5. Do you want to take this one, Will, to start?
1: Yeah, so firstly, the 42.5, way too low i think this game shoots out uh there's just this perception that it's like a bad offense of the washington football team against the i guess like injured offense of the eagles so it's gonna be a low scoring game i don't buy it the eagles secondary i don't care if they sign darius Slade, they're all slow terry McLaurin's gonna burn them all and he's my start of the week at receiver i think there's a Really solid chance he gets, like, a 60-yard touchdown this week. He did it last even year like, against he's, Eagles. He's, he's going to burn whatever slow-ass corner they put on him at least once or twice this game. I think he has potential for a monster game. And also, he's not just a burner. Cause there we go. Open it. There we go. Go off. Uh, I, I'm not, I'm not going to not gonna just say he's going to get that, like, 70-yard touchdown, and that's the only way it pays off. No. he's Even if he doesn't get that 70-yard touchdown, he's going to get eight catches for 70 yards. He's just... It's a great matchup. The Eagles' secondary is bad. Their defense is depleted. They're old. Eagles really scare me this year, especially. I think coming into the year, they're being overhyped. And I think the red... Almost I said, almost said the bad name. The, the Washington football team has a very real well chance to win this game. And I think they're probably going to cover the spread, too. Yeah. So, I think you're... I, I'm, I'm starting Terry McClure in every league I have him. And if you need to start Gibson, you can, but it's definitely... Scary. Yeah, I was
0: listening to a Bill Simmons podcast this morning. And first of all, he's in on your Lions. Second of all... Yeah! Second of all, he slipped up and said Redskins. And the... um, Sorry, that was just in quote. It wasn't actually me saying in, it. In yes. context, yeah. Uh, yeah and his producer cut it out. He bleeped it out. Uh, just I, I think that's actually the right way to do it, probably. Um, there's definitely going to be slip-ups this year, but we're going to try our best on that. Let's move on. Or... Terry McLaurin is Will's start of the week. I didn't know if you mentioned that. But, yeah, yeah so definitely play Terry McLaurin. Um, Antonio Gibson is not listed as the... I think he's listed as the third running back on the depth chart, maybe second. Second. Okay. JD, JD, JD McKissick. McKissick is the first. It, it just is, like, kind of confusing. Where, like, again, Ron Rivera is similar to... Who were we talking about earlier? Uh, Matt Patricia, where the, the, like... It just never matches up. Like, he was saying that Peterson was cut because Gibson was just emerging. And then he ranks McKissick, who's probably the fourth most talented running back on this roster as a starter. And now Gibson's like, you can't start Gibson week one unless you're in DFS. That's,
1: it's good. Yeah. Um, talking about the Eagles too. Wentz, you can play in week one. I think he's solid. He's a decent option. Uh, miles Sanders, you're starting him locked in. I did
0: see a report that said miles Sanders might have a limited workload because of the, uh, questionable hamstring injury, but you can't sit him. Like you have to play him.
1: Yeah, I have him in a couple leagues, and I, that's scary. I also have Boston Scott, though, so if he ends up sitting, at least I can play Scott. If he plays, though, even a limited snaps, I like, think he's still better than Scott. Yeah, you definitely him. have to start him. Yeah. Uh, and then I think you can play Deshaun Jackson. Scary. but Jalen Rager he, was it.
0: doubtful. He was upgraded to questionable and looks like he will play. I think Deshaun Jack- Jackson's a fine play, though.
1: If Rager plays, I don't think you're starting him. I'm a am I'm little less high on Jackson if Rager plays, if Jackson, if Rager's out and Jackson starts, I think there's a pretty solid chance he gets a long touchdown at some point in this game, yeah. and then you're also playing Zach Ertz too of course. Uh,
0: like we always are like, okay, Zach Ertz is gonna, it, he's gonna regress in targets, regress in this, regress in this, every year the Eagles just wide receivers just get hurt and they don't add anybody. So yeah. Zach Ertz is just much better than anybody else on this team. Like. Who is Carson Wentz going to look to first? Not Greg Ward Jr. He's going to look to Zach Ertz. Also, and, and also Goddard. Oh. Goddard's a fine play in a pinch. I definitely think that he's he's forced to get targets here. He's a rising talent as yeah. a tight end, and they like using him in the red zone a lot. Like I think that a lot of people are phasing Ertz down in fantasy drafts because Goddard has been the more favorite tight end in the red zone. So I definitely think that if you need if you're like playing a touch a tight end that is based on him getting a touchdown, Goddard is not your worst option.
1: Yeah, and then also Washington's cover linebackers, not a strong position for them. And their safety is nothing really scared of. Landon Collins is decent, but he's not that great. Remember
0: when, Landon, remember when the Giants fans thought that Landon Collins was going to be like the next Deion Sanders? Well, Giants fans thought a lot of things happened. All right. <laughs> this is just a complete roast of the Giants. We haven't even gotten to their game where they're going to get blown out. in any <laughs> All right, next game. This is a game that you and I are both focusing on a lot. Vegas Raiders against the Panthers. Raiders are favored by negative by three points, and the line is 48. I like this one to go a little bit over. Maybe not a shootout, but these offenses are both pretty strong. Um, like Christian McCaffrey's a must-start. DJ Moore's a must-start. I don't think you can play Anderson or Samuel. I just think you need to wait until you see like the distribution in targets. And then yeah. Ian Thomas is questionable. You're not going to play Ian Thomas. Let's move to the Raiders' side of the ball.
1: Yeah, so I absolutely love Josh Jacobs this week. He's probably my favorite running back play just because the matchup is just too perfect. The, the the Panthers' run defense is really just not great. They don't have their defensive anchor, Luke Kikui, anymore. Like They have some young talent on the D-line, but the Raiders' offensive line, one of the biggest and most talented in the league. I think the Raiders are going to be playing from ahead this game. I think they're a much better team than the Panthers. And Jacobs, if he gets... like He'll be great on the ground, and he'll be a perfectly start really good start on just, just on his ground game and if he gets some targets he could be the top play of the day yeah and then also love darren waller i was slightly scared going into it but then i realized oh wait because oh because the panthers are pretty good against tight inside they still last have Shaq year. thompson too right but he's not the best cover linebacker and the panthers were good against tight ends last year best because keekley just totally took them away uh i don't think Shaq thompson's gonna take darren waller away waller's too fast he's too he's too good too much of a focal point in their offense. If you have Darren Waller, you're going to play him you're going to feel really good about it.
0: Yeah, all right. Um. I, okay, also Henry Ruggs is not the worst start, too. And Derek Carr, Derek Carr's not bad. I don't think Derek Carr's going to lose them this game or lose your fantasy week. I think he's locked in for 250 yards and one or two touchdowns. He doesn't have an, any rushing floor, but like that's a great output for a fantasy quarterback. He's going to be in that 17 to 20 fantasy points range. And if you have like Matt Stafford in a tough, tough matchup or something like that... I would be fine with Derek Carr starting um, over Matt Stafford or something like that. And then you can't really start Brian Edwards. Like, maybe pick him up in case you think that he gets a target share and then you beat the waiver wire rush. I think Henry Ruggs, if you need an upside play, isn't the worst thing. Like, I think he will be pushed to the outside where he will be getting valuable targets. They want him to have the ball. I think Ruggs might even get, like, three carries as well on, like, end of rounds or reverses because that's a guy, this type of guy where you want the ball in his hands whenever you can.
1: Um, yeah, love him. And also, I think Teddy Bridgewater might actually be a pretty good option this week. Everyone always discounts the Panthers quarterbacks just because they're like, well, they we have McCaffrey that's going to run the ball game. Well, McCaffrey doesn't get that many rushing yards. He got like, what was it, like 1,300 last year? Or I think it was less now, like 1,100 maybe. I He had 121 but, targets,
0: though.
1: Right, exactly. So, And the targets count as passing right. yards for the quarterback. So when Cam Newton was like totally struggling early in the season – and having a horrible time, he was still a pretty good fantasy quarterback when he's in the game, just because he he threw fifty passes. Yeah. So McCaffrey gets so many passes. The Panthers are going to be near the league lead in passes, pass attempts this year, even with Bridgewater, who's known as like a kind of conservative quarterback. And I think that narrative around Bridgewater is why he's being so undervalued. And I think he's someone you can definitely play this week if you need to.
0: Okay, moving on to the uh, oh last game, last ten a.m. Two more 10 a.m. games, sorry. Colts, Jaguars. Colts are favored by eight. Um, This is probably going to be a blowout from the start. Um, This is the game I'm picking in my survivor pool. But, uh, like, you can... Okay, so Marlon Mack, Jonathan Taylor, it's a tough decision. If you're going upside, go Taylor. If you're going safety, go Mack. Mack's going to get the first five carries, probably. And you'll probably be... Like, you're going to tilt when you see Taylor not get on the field in the first quarter. And then you're gonna be pissed off for the rest of your week if someone else doesn't go off. So that's like the only thing I'm scared about with Jonathan Taylor. But also it's the same thing with Clyde Edwards hilaire If Jonathan Taylor doesn't do great this week, do not like don't trade him right away because that's not we're exactly. expecting him to do amazing come week two, week three, stuff like that. Um on T. Y. Hilton, you're probably starting him. I think that like he could get a touchdown pretty early on. Phillip Rivers is a fine start if you need a waiver quarterback. As for the Jaguars, Gardner Minshew, I think the Colts' defense is much improved, but Gardner Minshew is definitely fine if you need a waiver quarterback. I think this is fine for both those quarterbacks and waiver options. DJ Chark, you're, he's in your lineup because you drafted him as a wide receiver too. Um, you're not starting the Jaguars' running backs. Please don't be cute and try to start James Robinson. Is there anyone you want to touch on in this game?
1: Yeah, so I want to go a little bit deeper into Jonathan Taylor just because it's people are definitely going to be scared off of him. If you drafted him as... An RB2, and you're like, Well, I'm not gonna start I don't know, Tariq Cohen. You can start Jonathan Taylor as an RB2, and you're gonna it's gonna be okay. Um if he is your third running back and he's your flex, if you have another like a different option, you can go there. But I think be like there's a split which is scary, but this is the best matchup to have a split yeah. in because even if Taylor gets 40% of the carries. There might be thirty-five carries in this game to go around for these running sure. backs. So, like t- Mac could get uh, Mac could get f- twenty carries, 20. and Taylor can get fifteen. Right. And if Jonathan Taylor gets fifteen carries and like one or two targets. There you yeah. go. Boom. He's, that's value. That's... He's gonna get like fifteen carries for like eighty so, yards.
0: So you're telling me to play Sony Michelle over that version of of Jonathan Taylor, and Marlon Mack?
1: I, I think. I don't know. It, it Marlon Mack. I think. The reason I don't like playing him is just because what's the upside? Um, and on a, on, even with that offensive line, on a per-carry basis, he was getting like 4.4 4.5 4. last year or something like that. It wasn't very right. good. So even if he gets 20 carries, he might get somewhere around 80 yards. I don't necessarily think he's going to get 20 carries. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas Jonathan Taylor, if he gets 15 carries... He, I think he's going to average like 5.56 yards a carry against this Jaguars defense. So, I think there's more upside with Taylor. I just think Michelle is safer than either of those guys because with Michelle, I don't think you have to predict the split. Right. So, I think there's a real chance that Mac, both Mac or Mac and Taylor or Mac or Taylor, one of the two or both, outscore Michelle. But you have to kind of pick which one. And with Michelle, there's just two, more safety. Right. Than those two guys. All
0: right, well last ten AM game, Browns at Ravens. This two good matchups last year, even though the Browns didn't make the playoffs. Um but they they were in those games with the Ravens. I think this line of seven and a half may be too high. Like this is a divisional matchup. I think the Browns will be in this game. Their defense is much improved. Forty eight and a half um for the line. Lamar Jackson in your lineup. Uh Marquise Brown, what do you think about Marquise Brown? Is he in your lineup this week?
1: Ideally you don't have to start him. Uh, he is a very fast receiver, and that's kind of what he builds his reputation on. I think he's he's going to become more than that over the course of this year. But Denzel Ward, uh, I think he's playing. Uh, I think he's been dealing with some nagging injury, but I think he's going to play. He's one of the fastest corners in the league. He's a, a tough matchup for Marquise Brown. It's just it, it's a tough matchup for him. I think you can play him if you need to. There's definitely upside. But I think going back to your point about this game being close... The Browns match up really well with the Ravens. Uh, the Browns, especially last year, ran the ball very effectively right. against them. They just didn't throw the ball very much because the Ravens' strength is their secondary, and the Browns' strength is running the ball. So, if you, I I have no problem fading Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry this week if you have other options because they might get scripted out somewhat because I think there's going to be so much work for Nick Chubb and for Kareem Hunt in this game because that's the advantage they have and they should take advantage of yeah.
0: that. Yeah. All right. Uh, oh, last thing I want to touch on is Mark Ingram. Uh, I think you can start Mark Ingram. It's probably going to be in the low 20s of running back starts this week. Yeah, in that range. But, again, like for me, I'm making the decision between Mark Ingram and Cam Akers in a league. It's very close there. Cam Akers was listed as the third running back on the depth. I hate how coaches do that. Like, there's no world where Cam Akers should be behind Malcolm Brown and Daryl Henderson Jr. But anyways, that's how it is. Um, Right now I have Mark Ingram in my lineup. It is more out of respect, but it's just like talent-wise, you're not going to win the game with Malcolm Brown. Yeah.
1: My thing about Mark Ingram is, if you drafted Mark Ingram, I think you were drafting him with the intention that you would play him in the first few weeks. Because that's when his value is going to happen. So... I'm not sure I believe in him, but if you drafted him, this is when you want to play him. So, if you're not going to play him now, then when? So, if you have him, I think you're, you should probably be leaning towards playing him this week.
0: Yeah. Alright, let's move on to the afternoon games. Chargers uh, in Cincinnati against uh, Joey B. First round, first pick. Chargers are projected, to, or line is three, and the over-under is 43.5. Like, as a Chargers fan, this is just the type of game that they're going to lose. So... <laughs> I, like, if the Bengals win, yeah, I'm going to get a lot of hate, but I'm not going to be surprised. Like, Joe Burrow is going to outplay Terah Taylor here, um, in my opinion, even though the Chargers do have a pretty good secondary. I think that Hunter Henry is going to be a great start this week. He could get two touchdowns in this matchup. Like, with Mike, whenever Mike Williams is out, which is all the time, Hunter Henry steps up, and vice versa, because Hunter Henry is always out too. So, when that's the red zone target. Hunter Henry could get two touchdowns in this game, and even if he doesn't, I think he gets at least five catches. So I think you'll be happy with Hunter Henry. He's my start of the week at tight end. Austin Eckler is, Eckler is definitely in your lineup. Keenan Allen, definitely in your lineup. Um, what do you think about Terod Taylor?
1: So Terod Taylor is one of my favorite quarterbacks to play this week, which it's, it definitely seems gross to a lot of fans because he's never been like a great fantasy quarterback. But I will say... He's always been a top 12 quarterback except for the one year in Buffalo where his receivers were like I can't even remember, it was like Zay Jones, Robert Foster. His rookie year. It was that that team was just Don't get me started on that team. But and he made yeah, the playoffs with that team. So, but that was the only time he hasn't been uh an average of a, a top 12 quarterback when he plays. He his rushing floor, it's pretty solid. He always gets like 30, 40 yards on the ground. And he was decent when he played in Cleveland. He didn't play very long there, though. Uh, He was decent in the limited time he played with the Chargers. Like, he's like in in Buffalo when he had decent receivers, he was good. Like, I think that this is the best matchup for him. This Bengals pass defense is horrible. Like, in my projection, I think he gets probably like a little over 200 passing yards. I think he can get, like, three touchdowns, maybe one on the ground. I think th- there's just a lot of upside for him. And compared to other streaming options, I think he's one of the best, him and Bridgewater, in my opinion. All right.
0: Um, On the Bengals' side, like, I don't think you can start Joe Burrow in this matchup. It's a tough matchup. Again, but, like, in real life, I think Joe Burrow is going to be – will have a good game. He may throw one or two picks because – it's his first game in the NFL. I think yeah, you can play true. Joe... I think there's going to be multiple times down this season where you can play Joe Burrow and be very confident about it. I think he might have a rushing floor, too. We saw him be a good scramble at Louisiana State. Yeah. I think he could provide 20 to 30 yards on the ground a game. Um, Joe Mixon's definitely in your lineup. He was questionable, but he should be good to go. Uh, AJ Green, I'm trying to... I don't have many teams. I'm definitely avoiding that because Casey Hayward's a lockdown cornerback. They also have Chris Harris Jr., so it's going to be tough to play T. Higgins. I mean, you weren't going to play him anyways. Tyler Boyd's in the slot. You can play Tyler Boyd, in my opinion, if, if you need to, if he's your third receiver, but don't play A.J. Green in this matchup. He's definitely going to be locked down.
1: Yeah, this is a very interesting Bengals receiving core. They have four guys that could all legitimately be starters on a lot of teams, and I'm really intrigued to see the split. Who gets what is Sean targets. Ross still there,
0: too? Oh, yes. He's the fourth
1: guy. So... So who get, And, and yeah, out of Tate isn't bad either. Exactly, so it's really five guys. So, I want to see where the targets go and who gets the red zone targets before I end up starting any of these guys, really. Uh, I don't think I own them in any of my leagues, but if I did, I would be very, very cautious about playing them this week in this matchup.
0: Yeah, Boyd's a target monster, so you might want to play him in a PPR format. Um, Buccaneers at Saints. This is a... Probably the premier game of the week uh, outside of maybe, like, the the Rams-Cowboys. But Buccaneers at Saints, Brady versus Breeze, old-timer matchup. Saints are 3.5-line, 49 over-under. You can play all your starters in this game. Godwin's in. Evans has a questionable, like, tag right now. Don't know the stats with that. But if he is in, you're playing Mike Evans. Uh, the Marshawn Lattimore, like... Like uh thing is, he Marshall Lattimore is a great cornerback. I think Evans will be fine in that matchup, but I but it could be tough. Like wh- last year, I think he had one great game against Lattimore and then had a dud the other time. But that's just how Mike Evans plays. I don't think it's because Lattimore is some otherworldly corner. Um Yeah, you cannot start Ronald Jones or Leonard Fournette in this matchup. Saints have a decent run defense, and you just don't know the way the Arians is going to split it. He doesn't like. He's one of those coaches who just doesn't tell it like it is, and it's kind of annoying. But he also, yeah. So you don't really know who you're gonna play there. Break. How about Gronk? No, you cannot play Gronk in this matchup. <laughs> um, uh, Arians, even if like this was on a different team, like Arians just does not use tight ends that much. We saw it last year, even though OJ Howard's a talented player. Like uh, Tom Brady, I think you can start Tom Brady if you have to. He's gonna throw the ball a lot because it's gonna be a competitive game. On the other side of the ball, Michael Thomas definitely in your lineup. Alvin Kamara, 100%. Um, Manuel Sanders, what do you think?
1: I don't think you need to start him. Definitely someone to worth monitoring. This is, a, this is an interesting matchup because the Buccaneers' defense last year, they were definitely hampered by Jameis Winston, and th- the numbers definitely were inflated to make them look like they're a bad defense. They weren't a bad Number defense, two last year. defense. Number two rushing defense. Number two rushing defense, and Todd Bulls has done a great job with that team. I think with the more conservative offense, it's not going to put them in the red zone every single time they walk on the field after like a long interception return. They're going to show what they're capable of. But even even with that, I still think this game is going to be high-scoring, two very high-powered offenses. So if you have any of the studs on either team, you're playing
0: yeah. it. Yeah, all right. Um, Cardinals at Niners. Niners have a projected win by 7, 48 over-under. I think Cardinals will cover here for sure. Kyler usually plays well in these types of matchups. They have a lot of weapons. I think that this will be a more... like I'm surprised the Actually, I think the line is right where it should be. Like I thought the line, before I looked at it, would be a little lower just because of how good the 49ers' defense is. But I think these two offense... The winner will be like who has a better offense. I think the Cardinals... This will be a close game. Like I expect the Cardinals to be in it step for step. You can never count their offense out. You're starting Kenyon Drake, even though it's a tough matchup. You're starting DeAndre Hopkins for sure. Christian Kirk, tough start here against a tough defense. I think you yeah. should look for another option, but if you really need to you might have to be in your lineup.
1: Yeah. Obviously, I, I actually like playing Kyler this week. Uh, and we saw last year when the Cardinals played the Niners, it was a close match at both times. It went, went down to the wire, and it was also high scoring both times. The Cardinals' offense, the way they play, matched up very well with the Niners' defense. Um, and also the way the Niners play with their own run, their running scheme just completely destroyed the Cardinals too. So – I love, I love this as a high-scoring game, a lot of shootout potential. I think people are going to be scared because the Niners' defense was so good last year. Yeah. But I also will say, the Cardinals are being a little underrated because over the course of the, like, the last few weeks of last year, they were playing the Niners tough. They won several games. They beat they the, Seah- beat the yeah, Seahawks. Yeah, was a huge game. In a, game. in a game the Seahawks needed to win, too, uh, without Kyler. They are playing with Brett Hundley at quarterback, and they still won that game. Uh, it was crazy. Yeah. So
0: I lost. That was the game that lost me my survivor. Or me and my friend Survivor Pool, and we had that was week sixteen, I think.
1: Yeah. So uh, Cardinals definitely a good team. The line, the, the the minus seven line, it's it's definitely interesting because the Niners always play people close or they blow them oh. out, and it's kind of like the Chiefs. So if you think it's close, take the Cardinals. If you think it's a blowout, you take the yeah. Niners. There, like there, there there's still a real chance the Niners blow out in this game. Yeah. But I just I don't I personally don't think that's likely. Uh, I I love players on both sides. Okay, of this can you game.
0: play Mostert in this lineup?
1: I think for week one you can. Okay. There's been a lot of training camp buzz about Jarek McKinnon. Everyone seems to think he's back to even better than what where he was before his injury. I'll believe it when I see it. All right, so uh, like carry total projection. What do you think
0: Mostert gets?
1: I think Mostert, if it's if it's a positive game script and they're and they're leading, I think he gets. Twenty to twenty five
0: games. Wow, okay, okay. Cause he is definitely between Mostert and Marquis Brown for one of my flex decisions. Right now I have Brown in with the stack of Lamar Jackson, but Mostert with twenty five
1: is, is Coleman healthy?
0: Um I can check on that real quick. I thought they have their full backfield of Coleman, McKinnon and uh Mostert. Um
1: I thought I saw I thought I saw something about Coleman being questionable. If Coleman plays, I would probably Coleman's in. I, I would backtrack to somewhere between like seventeen to twenty. Alright. There's, there's are still but valuable even still, uh, carries.
0: Yeah. Um, and he'll probably get a few targets as well. Kittle's in your lineup. Debo Samuel.
1: Yeah, uh, no, no, no targets. Moser is just completely not involved really? in this game. I think he had 16 catches last okay. year.
0: Okay. My bad on that one. Debo Samuel, I <laughs> think you should refrain from playing him until you know uh, what you're going to get. I don't think he gets a full workload. He's coming off the injury. You can't play any of those Niners receivers either. Um, is there yeah. anything else you want to touch on from that game?
1: Um... The Cardinals were really bad against tight ends last year. Uh, it was just, like, like my, my streaming strategy was pick up whoever the hell is playing in the, the Cardinals. Yeah. But this year, they drafted uh, Isaiah, Simmons. Isaiah Simmons out of Clemson to solve that problem. I don't know if he solves it instantly, and I'm not sure I trust a rookie to take on George Kittle, but it's not going to be as enticing of a matchup as it was last year for George Kittle
0: alright moving on but but obviously starting yeah moving on to Cowboys ramp Monday night game this is gonna be a good one in my opinion 51 and a half over under there's a lot of um, points to be had here Cowboys are projected to win by three I think this is a great line great over under here Uh, like okay it wouldn't surprise me if Jared Goff outscores Dak Prescott I think that both quarterbacks will be over the 20 point fantasy mark these defenses are both decent, but they're not what they used to be, um, and these offenses are both pretty good. Elliott's in your lineup. Cooper, even though he's questionable, he has to be in your lineup based off where you drafted him. I think Michael Gallup is a must-start this week. It's it's t- tough you to see imagine. like where that target like you want to see where the target share goes. We expect Gallup to get his share of like eight to ten targets a game, but you have to start him in this matchup. It's a very good matchup against uh, the Rams' second corner. And I think that Gallup should be in your lineup for sure. Um, Blake Jarwin's in one of my lineups. I don't hate that. I think there's a lot of... There's going to be a lot of passes thrown. There's going to be two touchdowns per, for each team probably. And Jarwin could get one of those.
1: Yeah, and I, I dare you to name a single Rams linebacker. Because I, I don't think I can. <laughs> Is Mark Barron yeah. still there? <laughs> nope. All right. I, um, I don't know. On the... So, so yeah. yeah, great matchup for Jarwin. For yeah, sure, all right.
0: right. On the Rams side uh robert woods is in your lineup for sure and then i really like cooper cup the dallas was fourth worst against slot receivers last year and that's where cooper cup's going to be lining up i think you can play higby as well uh i think cooper cup's going to get a touchdown for you for sure and um the let's go to the running backs though like can you play Kmakers? uh
1: it's definitely scary Week one, I if you if you had another option, I would go with the other option because there's a lot of uncertainty. If he gets 15 carries, he'll pay off, but we don't know the split, and like we, we like to think we know the talent, and we like to think the talent wins out, but if you can avoid having to pick between players in a split, I would do it. If you need to start him, he's going to be at least somewhat involved in the offense, so it's not the worst start.
0: Okay, um... Moving on to Monday night, there are two games, one at 4.15 p.m. Steelers at the New York Giants. Steelers, the line is 5.5, 47.5 over-under. And Mike Tomlin said this past week that, and this is what we were projecting, like we were on this a little earlier because I think that we realized like Ben Roethlisberger, all the things he's been saying, kind of like fake news with how he think how many times he thinks he's going to throw the ball this year. I don't think he throws it like his usual 570 times. Um but, they, but Mike Tomlin says we want to use all our running backs because of how talented they are. But James Conner is our bell cow, so don't be scared if you have James Conner. He's going to get at least 20 carries in this game. It's a very plus matchup for them, and they're going to use their defense to win this game. James Conner is my start of the week at running back. I think you can play Ben Roethlisberger because I think there's he's going to throw for maybe two touchdowns in this game. Um, but one of those might be to James Conner. I just think that like this is a very plus matchup for the entire Steelers offense. This might be like... We're gonna watch this game, and then everybody's gonna be over the moon with the Steelers' offense. Big Ben's back, Juju's back. Like you're gonna love the Steelers' offense after this game.
1: Yeah. So, thing about James Conner is one of the most under misunderstood players in the NFL. He in 2018, he had 55 catches, wow. and he's he's seen as this like bell cow. Just gets a bunch of carries. Isn't involved in passing game. Nope. He has been involved in passing game every time he's been on the field. So, I love him when he's healthy. He's healthy right now. Also, one of my favorite plays. Yeah, the he's, he's a top-ten awesome. play.
0: And, I mean, when Mike Tomlin names a quarterback, I mean, a running back, he's bell Cow, It's different than most coaches. Mike Tomlin uses the three-down workhorse running back method. He's been doing that since Le'Veon Bell. And he did that for the first two years with James Conner. So, James Conner will be getting five, six targets a game. And you'll be very happy if you start James Conner.
1: And the, the line is really uh, five and a half now. Because I think it might have been yesterday or two days ago. Uh, it was three and a half, and I think uh, Bet the Nerds on our Insta, our Instagram uh, account made a post about all the lines for Week One, and it had Steelers three and a half, and I was like, that's the easiest bet in the right. world. Like, I think Steelers win by more, at least seven in this Yeah, game. I'm using so, uh,
0: ESPN lines. That's what it was on ESPN. Um, might have changed over the past few days. Uh, as for the Giants, Saquon is in your lineup. Don't start Daniel Jones, but I think you can monitor that because they do have an easier schedule towards the middle of the season, and you might want to start him down the line. Can't really start any of their wide receivers right away. You don't know where the target share is going. Really tough matchup. I wouldn't start Evan Ingram either. Um, Like Minka Fitzpatrick's going to be there. They have other guys too who's going to like the middle of the field for the Steelers defense is very strong, and Evan Ingram's going to struggle. The only player on the Giants that I'm starting is Saquon Barkley. And then on the Steelers, James Conner. I think Juju's a must-start. Deontay Johnson, if you need to play him, it's not terrible. The Giants' outside corners are actually not terrible. They have Brad, Bradbury, and um, who did they just sign um, to replace DeAndre Baker? Uh,
1: Logan L- 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 Ryan. Okay, way.
0: Logan Ryan, but he's very talented as well. So I think like their cornerbacks aren't bad. I think Juju will be fine. But Deontay Johnson, if you need to as well, will be okay. Eric Ebron, also a shout. We've... Heard a lot of news that Mike Tomlin is in love with the talent of Eric Ebron, and if you need a tight end who might get you a touchdown, Eric Ebron has as good a chance as anybody.
1: Yeah, I'm a little bit worried it's going to be a committee between him and Vance McDonald just because McDonald is more of the run-blocking guy and Ebron's forward pass catcher, and in a game I expect the Steelers to be in control of, it might be McDonald getting a lot of the snaps because as a blocker because they're running the ball a lot, so I don't like starting Ebron personally this week, but if he has a, a decent chance to score a touchdown.
0: All right, moving on to um, Titans at Broncos. So this is the last game of the week. Somehow uh, NFL never fails to make the Monday night game as boring as hell. Like 41 and a <laughs> half over under in prime time. Like, come on, guys. Um, <laughs> Broncos, you're starting um, Cortland Sutton as your wide receiver too, probably. I think Melvin Gordon. I'm actually kind of rising, rising on Melvin Gordon. Um, he's still a talented guy. This is going to be a run-heavy team. I think you can start Melvin Gordon in this matchup. I think he'll probably get 20 carries, even if even with Philip Lindsay and Roy Stream there. I think that's basically it from the t- Broncos' side. You can play Noah Fant if you have to. What do you think about the Titans' side of the ball?
1: I'm oh, Okay, Phillip, quickly on Noah Fant. I think he's he's a decent play if you need to. The, t- the Titans do have pretty good cover linebackers. I believe it's Jay- Jayon Brown, and I'm blanking on the other guy, but they're, they're pretty good. And then for the Denver or for the Titans side, you're playing Derrick Henry, without a doubt, and I think you probably have to play AJ Brown too. The Broncos outside the corner situation is not great. Uh, AJ Brown thrives on play actions. If the Titans run offense is going, which I think it probably will against this offense, AJ Brown's going to have some some big time catches. Yeah. One note is Von Miller recently out for the season. Just sucks. Very unfortunate news. Yeah. It's just horrible to see, but. At least for the impact of this game, it's probably gonna mean it's a pretty close game. Uh, I thought it was like kind of a toss up before the injury, and now it's in my opinion like favor towards the Titans, but still, yeah, I, still toss up. So. Moving
0: on, I think it's tough to play Drew Locker, Ryan Tannehill in this matchup. Most yeah. likely, you have better options. I hope you do. Um, Jonu Smith, I have him on one of my teams as like maybe option. I think he might have some value down the road, but I don't think you can play him right away. Just need to see how they're going to, where the target share is going to go. They might not even throw the ball more than 15 times this game. Um, Yeah, that's basically it. Do you have anything else to say about this game?
1: No. All right.
0: Well, thank you guys for listening. Um, I hope you enjoyed our first pod for in season. We'll be back Tuesday with waiver wire and uh, game recaps and stuff like that. Thank you guys for watching. Bye.